Well, we got another example of what happens when a crisis can't go to waste and the Democrats decide to keep to a narrative and then that narrative falls apart because guess what happens? The truth comes out. Let's talk about the Sacramento, quote, mass shooting, end quote. The Democrats' response and what really happened up there. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Uh, I made a decision. I am going to go Monday through Thursday. I'm not going to do a podcast Friday. I'm going to add as many stupid little stories as I possibly can. But Fridays, I like to take the day off. So I'm going to go with the Steven Crowder way of doing it, louder Crowder way of doing it, and just do it Monday through Thursday. Uh, so luckily, I did have this set up on Friday. And the reason I'm doing this is there's like a 50% chance Josie gets off of work early and then I, I never get to do the podcast. The other reason is I'm going to be taking Friday have to take Friday off this week because I'm going to Mexico. So you're going to go visit Josie's brother for Easter. Um, one thing I did last night, which was kind of cool, I watched uh, The Passion of the Christ. I didn't realize it was Easter. Every year I like to re watch The Passion of the Christ. It kind of centers one. Uh, Easter kind of snuck up on me this year. That's a great movie. It's a really depressing movie. It's not, I mean, you're not going to be doing flips after it, but it is, it's a really great movie. It's a very moving movie. So if you want a Easter film, it's not made for little kids. I can tell you that right now, but it really is a very moving film and it's really worth the watch. I watch it every year on Easter. I also ended up with another podcast removed from YouTube. And they wanted to give me a second strike. I wrote them a letter and I said, hey, folks, I'm not posting anymore. You're... They nailed me for a podcast I did over a month and a half ago. Again, that was a podcast I was listening. I said they would probably ban. They did. So, But I will not be posting on, on YouTube anymore. Uh, I'm getting new internet this month because I'm sick and tired of this internet. My internet sucks here. So I finally decided to get another service. So I'll be able to upload far more often because I have my own internet. So let's get to it. Uh, a tragedy occurred in Sacramento, California uh, two weekends ago. Of course, there was there is a narrative that could be wound around by the leftist media. And they did. As usual, it is another story that was actually created by bad leftist policy. Not what they wanted they wanted to point to and it was such bad leftist policy that they dropped the story two days later after they found out that oh my gosh um this is not gonna work out well well joe biden of course he didn't he didn't get the memo and joe biden is just i mean he is really out to lunch Wait till I play a... We're going to talk about Kentenji Brown Jackson tomorrow. Uh, I've got a really great little article to read about. But he really is out to lunch. This guy is really gone. And I don't understand how... I, I'm not surprised his approval rating is at 35%. The guy is just out there. So let's read this. According to the Sacramento Bee, quote, 
Six people were killed and 12 others were injured in a mass shooting in downtown Sacramento early Sunday, transforming a section of the city normally teeming with nightlife into a horrific crime scene of blood, shattered glass, and grieving relatives. The death toll and the number of wounded made the bloodbath in the vicinity of 10th and K Streets the worst mass shooting in Sacramento's history. Now, um, I, I do want to point something out. If you're out at 2 a.m., nothing good is going to happen. I, I've, I've always said that. I've said that to my kids. I've said that my parents said that to me. No one should be out at 2 a.m. That is just asking for problems. Because let's face it, 2 a.m., people are tired. People have been drinking. Yeah, yeah. So, and I don't care how old you are. I don't care if you're 50. 2 a.m., you want to hang out with friends, go home and hang out with friends. And even then, it's kind of iffy. So here's what happened. So, um, again, it happened around 2 a.m. There are a bunch of nightclubs around in that area. There was a large fight that started among multiple people. Now, at the time, no one knew what was happening. No one knew what started the fight. There's a ton of video, but there is nothing in the videos that really helps. Um, and then the suspects, there are multiple suspects. At first, they thought there was just one. Uh, we'll get to that in a few minutes because that's where this mass shooting thing comes into play where it's kind of, is this really a mass shooting? Technically, it is. But then the suspects started shooting at each other. Um, it took place in a two-by-four block radius. So this was the Wild West up in, up in Sacramento. These guys just were plowing at each other. The fight, um, there were hundreds of rounds found on the streets. And here's what police didn't know at the time. Nobody knew anything, right? How many shooters there were, they had no idea. Why the shooting took place, they had no idea. Whether the shooting was targeted or indiscriminate, they had no idea. At this point, you know, they're thinking, or the media was going to push a single shooter shot 18 people. And that's, turns out, that's not what happened. And who the shooters were. And this was something that also would have been kind of important to know because the shooters were actually injured during the, the shooting. Needless to say, it's really hard to report on anything about this shooting or come up with any conclusions, right? You, you would think that, okay, well, yes, there was. it took 18 hours before police even removed the bodies from the area because they were, they were so busy investigating because they just had no idea. Witnesses just heard shots. They had no idea what happened. The police were collecting videos from cell phones and, and social media to get some clues as to what actually happened. But that doesn't stop the media from going off on their narrative. The first narrative was that this was a mass shooting. Now, this technically does fall under the definition of mass shooting, but what the media is trying to do is it's some nut job who got a gun legally. That's the first thing they say. And they got bent out of shape about something or had some sort of mental problems and evil, evil United States allowed this nut job to have a gun and start shooting. Well, it turns out he was a nut job, but that's not exactly why he went out and started shooting. Uh, of course, the media spit out that there have been something like 
12,000 mass shootings in the United States so far this year. That's an exaggeration. But they did say there were, okay, they said there were around 120 mass shootings. Of course, when you look at each case that they consider a mass shooting, they're not really mass shootings. For example, a father who gets into a fight with his in-laws shoots them. They survive. And then shot a police officer in the leg. The police officer survived. And the suspect was arrested. This is considered a mass shooting. Now, you could say that is a mass shooting, but we're, this isn't like the mass shooter in Las Vegas. So it's really hard to define mass shooting. In some cases, gang violence, for example, is considered mass shootings. Accidental shootings are considered can be considered mass shootings. So you got to take the mass shooting thing in the United States. Other countries, mass shootings are defined as when three or more people are shot, not including the suspect. Okay, so if the suspect shoots himself, he's not added to the mass shooting calculation. The problem with this is there's really no definition of mass shooting. So, for example, in other countries, it's five, six people shot. That's considered a mass shooting. And it's shot by a single person. That's considered a mass shooting. So we're going to take, we're going to give them the credit. This is a mass shooting, even though the definition from the media was not, was not what uh, actually happened. They were thinking there was one shooter. Now, why does this matter? Okay. If one nut job is taking pot shots at, at 10 people, whether he kills them or not, versus a gang member who's shooting with other gang members and other people get hit. Gun control is very hard to argue. That's why. So the mass shooter in Las Vegas, which by the way, we still don't know why he did that. We still don't know why he did that. The mass shooter in Las Vegas who killed 58, 60 people. It's almost impossible to argue, to argue against gun control. This guy grabbed 300 pounds of weapons brought him up into a hotel room, and then shot 500 people. You seem like you're an unempathetic jerk if you sit back and say that we shouldn't have any kind of gun control. Of course, we will never know the story of that whole thing. I bet you something, it doesn't go with that narrative. That's why the media dropped it. But it is important to put some context into what's happening. And by the way, the context didn't work out for the left. And the media dropped the story within 48 hours. 42, 40, 48 to 72 hours. You never heard of this thing again. So the media did. They went off on gun control. Biden, President Biden went off on gun control. As a matter of fact, now he, he's looking at limiting ghost guns and magazine sizes again. We'll talk about that in a few minutes. California is looking to implement an additional 100 laws restricting guns. Mind you, California, which this mass shooting, where this mass shooting occurred, already has some of the most strict rules on guns in the country. Second only to New York. The loops I have to go through, the hoops I have to go through to get a, to buy a new gun, which is what I'm trying to do 
is imp- it doesn't matter that I already own guns. I've already been registered. I've already had a background check. I don't have any criminal record. That doesn't make any difference. But the hoops I have to go through to legally buy a gun in this country, in this state, is almost impossible. CNN, MSNBC, the AP, the New York Times, the Washington Post, all had articles about gun violence being the disease in this country and not the criminal that had something to do with it. Even the Sacramento Kings head coach, Steve Kerr, who is a wild leftist, the guy does not say anything about China, but he will just rip apart the uh, United States. And anything that happens in the United States, he will tear apart, has said there needs to be some sort of common sense gun control. Of course, no one defines what that means. I mean, common sense gun control, what does that exactly mean? Because from what I see, we already have common sense gun control. You cannot get a gun if you're a felon. You cannot get a gun if you have any type of mental disease. And those people that actually get guns are usually, they either get them A, illegally, or B, they go through the right process and the government screws it up. But this is what they were talking about all Sunday and all half of Monday. Then it just stopped. And you've got to wonder, why did it just stop? Well, according to the post-millennial, they revealed, quote, on Tuesday, Sacramento police arrested 27-year-old Smiley Martin, who remains in the hospital for injuries he sustained during the shooting. And he faces charges of possession of a machine gun, which is illegal in California, and the possession of a firearm by a prohibited person. Now, we'll get to the the machine gun thing, because that gun was not only illegal in California, he made that gun. That gun was, it wasn't a, it it was technically a ghost gun. We'll get into ghost guns in a second. But he modified that that rifle. And he modified it not only to make it automatic, but he modified it to be able to fit in his waistband which is already completely illegal in California. You can't do that. I don't think that's even legal in the, in the nation, in, in, in the United States. You can't modify, for example, if I buy an AK-47 in Arizona, well, I think they're illegal too, but if I buy an AR-15, for example, which is legal, I can't modify it to make it automatic. And by the way, that's really easy to do. So, And I wouldn't do it. So here's, here's the story with Martin. Uh, he has a huge, lengthy criminal record, Robber, including robbery, carrying illegal firearms, lying to police, resisting arrest. That's, by the way, those are not his worst crimes. In 2017, he was given a 10-year prison sentence for beating his girlfriend within an inch of her life. What happened? They were fighting in his apartment. She ran away. I might have the order... Um, she tried to run away. He grabbed her, beat her, put her in his car, which technically is kidnapping too. I'm sure they didn't charge him with that. Beat her some more with a belt and then drove her away. And there is some rumor. I don't know if this is true. I'd have to verify it, but apparently he was trafficking her. So this is, this, this is not a good guy. 
He applied for parole in 2021, and the parole board recommended that he stay in prison. Now, mind you, he's less than five, four years in his census because of his violent nature. In a little bit, we're going to play a, a clip, but the district attorney's office wrote letters saying, this guy is violent, he's not going to change, he's going to do it again. A year later, the Department of Corrections released him. He only served, he served less than five years of his sentence, a little bit, a uh, little bit more than four years in his sentence. He was a gang member and he got into some argument with the rival gang members during this, uh, during this shooting. And then they pulled guns and started shooting. There ended up being three shooters arrested, including Martin. Oh, another reason they forgot up to, they decided to drop this whole thing. All the victims were people of color. All of the shooters were, were black. And we can't have that because you can't discuss that because black people are victims of our racist society. Of course, I'll discuss it. So now let's take a look at the shooting itself. Um, like I said, all the shooters were black. I think there was maybe one white person that got shot. Uh, he was illegal, illegally carrying a firearm because he was a felon and felons can't carry firearms. He illegally modified the firearm. He did it himself. That's illegal. And by the way, before we get really crazy on the ghost gun thing, which is what Biden's going to focus on, he... This wasn't a ghost gun. It just didn't have a serial number. He he scratched out the serial number. He probably put electric tape around the electric tape or rubber bands around the handle, so he would he wouldn't carry fingerprints. The problem the left has it wasn't the gun that did this. It was the system that failed. Gun control would have done absolutely nothing to stop this. Instead of pointing fingers at the real problems, which are gangs, crime, and a very loose justice system in California. It is better just to ignore it. And that's what they do. Do you know who knows that it's actually gangs, crime, and a loose justice system? Sacramento County District Attorney Anne-Marie Schubert. She was on the Lawrence show this uh, Lawrence Jones show this weekend on Fox News, and she had some pretty common things uh, common sense things to say. She had written a she and her office had written a letter to keep Smiley Martin in prison. They did not want this guy released. Here's what she said: The Sacramento County DA's office warned last year that Martin had no respect for others or the law and would continue committing crimes if released. District Attorney, who is also running for the state's Attorney General's office, Anne-Marie Schubert, joins us now. Anne-Marie, thanks so much for joining the program this morning. So, you guys warned in your office that this could possibly happen. Who let him out? Well, the Department of Corrections released him, and, and I do want to make it clear that he served just a little bit less than five years of a 10-year sentence. Um, but there's a reason why we, we write these letters, and we've been doing it for six years now, because... You know, the, there's a number of individuals that are getting released that we're concerned about, and that's why we write letters when we feel that they're dangerous. 
Yeah. Uh, I know you can't get in specifics because your county is going to be handling, you're going to be overseeing this investigation. But but this continues to happen in the state of California. Uh, Sacramento is also experiencing some of this. Aggravated assault are up 12.3%. Right. Robberies are up 29.6%. Murders are up 40%. How do we end this? Well, we end it by, you know, making sure that law enforcement's funded so that we can aggressively investigate, aggressively prosecute. And we also end it by adopting good public policies that are not designed to be essentially pro-criminal, but are really actually about accountability and victims' rights. This is absolutely true. I mean, it's, see, this is the whole thing. We, I, and I've said this before in past episodes, but Prison terms are not only for rehabilitation. That's what the Democrats are. The Democrats' biggest problem is they see they see jail as rehabilitation, and they see all criminals, especially criminals of color, as victims of society. And they skip some really important points here. They skip that jail and prison are not meant only to be rehabilitation. If you can be, I mean, there are people in prison that are never going to be rehabilitated. They're, they're never going to be rehabilitated. Uh, Smiley Martin, who honestly, it sounds like he should have gotten a 25 years to life sentence. I didn't read, but if he's kidnapping his girlfriend, beating, the, beating her within an inch of her life and then kidnapping his girlfriend, that sounds like he can't be re rehabilitated. He should have served 25 to life for that. He got he got off easy with 10 years and you didn't even give him 10 years. You didn't let the guy stay in prison for 10 years? Then you've got the district attorney's office saying, "Yeah, don't let this guy out. He's going to do this again." And then it's a big shock when he does it again. This guy is not in prison or jail. He was in prison, but he's not in prison because uh he can be rehabilitated. The DA already knows they can't be. He can't be. He's in prison for punishment. And maybe in prison he'll find God or something. And then when he's released, he'll be a better citizen. Chances are this guy was going to get released and he was just going to kill again. Now he's going to be facing life a life sentence. But who knows? Maybe he won't even get that. That's how loose our justice system is in California. But the other thing that the uh, justice system doesn't seem to acknowledge anymore, I mean literally any more do they acknowledge is the victims they didn't acknowledge the victim that smiley martin beat the crap out of and quite possibly was was quite possibly was trafficking they don't care about her they're worried about smiley they figure oh well we'll stick him in prison he'll be no and by the way the recidivism rate for prisoners is really high. It's something like, it's between 40 and 60%. It's right around, I'm not sure what it is, but it's very high, especially with violent criminals, um, pedophiles and murderers. That's why murder is basically considered a crime you can never get over. And murderers are given a life sentence because they'll never get better. But we live in a society where it's, we need to do something now. Because this is a crime of crime in Sacramento, Democrats have been saying since because of this crime, 
Democrats have been saying that they need to get rid of ghost guns. Those are the primary reason there are there is gun violence. Now, let's take a look at what that means. A ghost gun is defined as a gun that is put together from a kit and has no serial numbers. But there's a problem. The government defines ghost gun as a we- weapons that have no traceable serial numbers. The government claims there were 24,000 ghost guns recovered because of crime. So what's the problem? What's It seems like it's the same definition. Well, it's not. The government considers a ghost it considers a ghost gun gun when a criminal takes a gun that does have a serial number, scrapes off the serial numbers, and then uses it in a crime. In other words, a criminal makes a non-ghost gun into a ghost gun. That is illegal. That report of twenty-four thousand ghost guns doesn't discuss the number of guns that were acquired and built from kits. They just require. They just say guns that have no serial number. There's a big difference between a ghost gun, which you buy at a store and put together yourself, and then shoot it, use it for whatever, versus a ghost gun where some criminal starts removing the serial numbers. There's a reason ghost guns are really popular. One, you don't want the government to know you have them. That that is the main reason. You just want you want a rifle. They're legal. You don't have to go through all the crap like background checks and stuff like that to get them. And by the way, ghost gun kits, yeah, they're not all together. You have to buy, you, you'll get a certain set of the kit, but you'll be missing parts that you have to go hunt for. So just sit back and say that ghost guns are, are really easy to get. You don't buy a kit for an, a, for an AR-15 and it has all the pieces in it. It doesn't. You buy several kits, and then you have to put it together. And putting it together ain't as easy as everyone makes it. You are actually... Most people buy ghost guns so they can really learn how their rifle works. Really learn to put it together. I had a buddy I used to live with in college, and he had ghost guns. And he bought ghost guns because he was a target shooter. He was in the army. He was a target shooter. And he wanted to build a gun that, you a rifle, they're not guns. He wanted to build a rifle that he can manipulate so that it fit him the best. So he didn't buy a ghost gun to protect, to, to fool the government. He bought a ghost gun and built it because he wanted to create a completely perfect, customizable rifle. That's why a lot of people buy ghost guns, buy the kits. And trust me, ghost guns, not cheap. You can spend two to three thousand dollars on a, a ghost gun kit on ghost gun kits for an AR for an AR fifteen. They're not cheap. So Joe Biden by the way, by the way, California, they already where this mass shooting took place, they already have a gun control restrictive gun control policies and they require the serialization of ghost guns which means you have to when you get a ghost gun you have to serialize that gun and you have to send that to the government so we already have that in this state so after this tragedy of course chuck schumer he's i i poor chuck schumer i don't think he has anything to say anymore because he just has no idea what he's doing up there and 
things are falling apart. He's looking for any platform he can stand on that somebody would agree with him on. He said this, It's high time for a ghost gun exorcism before the proliferation peaks and before more people get hurt, or worse. My message is a simple one. No more waiting for these proposed federal rules. Ghost guns are too easy to build, too hard to trace, and too dangerous to ignore. Well, here's the thing. Um, the real ghost gun, the ghost guns that, that you and me buy, um, they're not easy to put together. They're very hard to trace because I don't want people like Chuck Schumer or Joe Biden to take them away from me. And they're only dangerous in the hands of the criminal. I'm not a criminal. I've had guns all my life. I my guns have never shot anybody. I have never shot. I've never pulled a gun for protection ever. I have never aimed my gun at anybody. As a matter of fact, my primary mode of protection in my home is not my gun. My gun is used for target shooting. That's all it's used for. But these people, and by the way, do you notice that everything to a leftist is to take something away from people? It's never to just to make it so that it's better or it's fair. Or it's, everything is to take away. They want to take away free speech. They want to take your freedom to assemble. They want to take away your ability to go to church. They want to take away your money through taxes. They want to take away our businesses. All of this could be seen through the pandemic. It's never, okay, we're going to do this for you to make your life easier. And please don't talk to me about, about the... Uh, uh, about the stimulus checks, which weren't stimulus checks. The reason we have inflation is because of the stimulus checks. And they were giving us, they're not giving us anything. That's our money already. Stop, ta you want to you give us something? Stop taxing us. Stop taking away our money. So now they want to take away, and now guns are a big problem for them. Why are guns going to take a big, pro uh, is a big problem? Is because guns protect us against the government. All of the things that the Democrats and the left wants to take away, that's why the Second Amendment is there, is to protect us from taking that stuff away, our God-given rights away. That's why it's the Second Amendment. The Second Amendment is meant to protect the First Amendment. I'm sure you've heard this before. It's in the Federalist Papers. It's to protect speech, the right to assemble, the freedom of religion, the freedom of the press. The, government, the second the government oversteps its bounds... We're supposed to go out and fight the government. As a matter of fact, and this is the ironic thing, the government in 1789, when this came out, it was not only recommended that you have a gun, it was the law in 1789 that you have a gun for each military-aged male in the household. So not only me as the father had to have a gun that I could use, and I had to know how to shoot it, my son, who was 14, needed to have, because back in 1789, 14-year-old shot all the time. My 14-year-old son, I had to have two guns in my house. And I don't want to hear, you know, oh, well, the government doesn't say you can have automatic weapons. or Actually, that's not true. Back then, well, they didn't have automatic weapons back then. But, pe but people were allowed to have cannons. So anytime they sit there and say, well, they didn't, they didn't say all guns. Yeah, they did. They meant all guns, including automatic weapons. And I, I go to an extreme in this thing. I think you should have, I don't believe in background checks. I believe you just register it. 
I don't even believe in registration. I should be able to buy a gun, and that's it. I'm a lawful citizen. Maybe a background check wouldn't hurt, or maybe I fill out a form. I, I don't mind that too much, but the problem is we started with just feeling affirmed. Then we went to a background check. Now they're talking about getting rid of guns. Now they're talking about a national a gun registry, which I think is insane. So now the government knows where to get the guns. I don't agree with that at all. Anyway, so, so Biden is coming up with a new rule on ghost guns. So here, there, this rule, he hasn't released it yet, but he's supposed to release it in the coming days. So A, change the current definition of a firearm under federal law to include unfinished parts, like the frame of a handgun gun, or the receiver of a long gun. So now what they want to do is they want manufacturers to serialize the parts of a gun. Okay. And by the way, that's dangerous because that's leading to a national gun registry. That's what they want to do. Two, require manufacturers and dealers to sell ghost gun parts to be licensed by the federal government and require federally licensed firearm dealers to add a serial number to any unserialized guns they plan to sell. Totally disagree with this. The federal government should stay out of, first off, they should stay out of private business. And second off, they should have no say on what happens with guns. Because if the federal government is knows that you are a licensed dealer, they can take away your license. And then limit. And by the way, that is the goal. The goal is to make it, for example, make gun parts so expensive. That's why they want you to get insurance for guns. They want you to have liability insurance for guns. That's insane. Now, everyone says, well, yeah, liability. We have liability insurance when we drive a car. Yeah, but driving a car is not a right. It's a privilege. Having a gun, that's a right. And the government should have no say on how we get a gun, how we get the ammunition, how we build the gun, how we modify the gun. I'm sorry, if you want to have an automatic weapon, you should be able to have an automatic weapon. Okay, and not to mention this puts regulations on the manufacturer. So not only does it make um, gun making more expensive, not only does it make, make oversight obtrusive, but it also makes it that the gun manufacturers say, you know what, we can't afford this. And it puts undue burden onto the business itself. And finally, require firearms dealers to run background checks before they sell ghost gun kits that contain parts needed to assemble a firearm. Um, so basically, I have to have a background check for any gun that I want to, if I want to buy a shotgun in California, which is insane, you never had to do this before, I have to have a background check. I really could care less about background check. There's no no big deal about this. But again, it's letting it's making the federal it's putting the federal government between me and my natural rights and that's god-given natural rights and that's just not right and firearm dealers again is putting undue burden onto them uh there's going to be some pushback here republicans are stating that joe biden can't actually do this legally that in the second amendment it says that congress shall pass no law the president is not even in the picture here and again, this is the problem with our country right now. The president has become a de facto king or queen, depending on who's in there. And this is wrong. 
Joe Biden should not be creating laws. That's Congress's job. But Congress has become so toothless that they don't create laws. They want to, They keep saying, you go on Twitter, they keep saying, you got these leftists that are saying, President Biden should just use his executive authority to do all that. Well, he doesn't have the executive authority to do that. And this is the other part. Gun advocates plan to sue, because they'll, and they'll probably win. I think it would be hard-pressed to believe that even the three liberals, including Contengi Jackson-Brown, or Brown Jackson, whatever her name is. I'll have to memorize it because I I take pride in knowing all of the Supreme Court justices. I think even the three liberals are going to have a problem with this. They, that The Second Amendment's very straightforward. It's 25 words. It's nothing. So what the Democrats and the lefts are, are trying to do, their goal is for a huge government and the government they want the left, leftists especially, that's why they keep pushing socialism and fun stuff. They want complete control. And you can't have complete control with 350 million guns in the country and people hold, having four or five guns each. They can't control that because we can, we can revolt. So what are they going to do? They're going to do what they did in Cuba. They're going to do what they did in Venezuela. They're going to do what they did in Australia. They're going to do what they did in New Zealand. They're going to do what they did in the Soviet Union. They're going to take away your guns. And they may not be able to go house to house to take away the guns, but they're trying to choke the gun manufacturers, choke the gun sellers to the point that they can't sell the guns, they can't create the guns. That's what this whole goal is about. Notice one provision is not to take away the guns. Because they can't do that through the Second Amendment, but we can choke off your ability to get the gun. And that's just wrong. And that's why it's against the Constitution. We'll have to see. Okay, um, that's it. Visit my website, dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. Tomorrow, we're going to talk about Contengi Brown Jackson and her nomination. Joe Biden had, again, this poor bastard, he just really needs to get, needs to just retire someplace. And we know where he goes every weekend. He's in Delaware every weekend. You know, they used to always bitch about Donald Trump taking way too many vacations. And basically, Donald Trump's vacation was on a weekend, once a month or once every couple of months, he would go. He would take a flight down to Florida and play a round of golf. And meanwhile, Joe Biden, and you don't hear this at all, every weekend he's in Delaware. He was in Delaware this weekend. He was in Delaware Delaware last weekend. He was in Delaware the weekend before. He is taking a vacation every weekend. And I guarantee you he will be taking a vacation this weekend to Delaware. So I, it just amazes me. Okay, uh, take care. This is Gene and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Yeah.